Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Well, I was looking at the New York skyline. It looks like you guys are going to have a gorgeous few hours. Gorgeous few hours. <laughs> I don't even know what today's forecast is. Yeah, I haven't nice. had a problem with the weather. It's been a little overcast the last couple days, but it hasn't rained. It's supposed to yeah. be in the 80s this weekend. Ooh. I told you a few, a few hours, Jay. You guys are going to have a gorgeous few hours, not a couple days. He's not wrong, man. I heard like, the operative word. This time of year. You. In October in New York, when the sun comes out, everyone like runs outside and faces the sun like they're gonna get, they're gonna get some sun in twenty minutes before the cloud covers it up. So you really got to own these fall days out here, man, because you don't <laughs> yeah, get you, a, do. you don't get many beautiful days. Yeah, no, no it's, it it looks like it's, it's gonna turn out to be okay for you guys today. You can go lay out at Central Park on the grass or something. Lay out. Key, are you aware of the number of sunny days in L.A.? Do you know Do you know like the number that's usually floated around? It's 365 for me. <laughs> it's over 300. It's really? Over, yeah, it's over 300 Sunday days. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next subject, it's please. True. You're making me depressed. All right. Look, Thursday night football is tonight. Is there a game? There is a game, and boy, it's <laughs> going to be real, real tight. The mighty Philadelphia Eagles take on the up-and-coming Tampa Bay Bucks. So, you know, we'll see what happens if the Bucks can upset the apple cart. The fighting Pat Costello is our producer. Yeah, but Key, you had you had the Bucks seventh in your real now? rankings this week, behind mm-hmm. the Cowboys, Packers, and Arizona in the NFC. Why'd you have them seventh? It sounds kind of the algorithm. Again. Well, no, you, you mean seventh in the real rankings, but behind those two or three teams in the yeah. NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I look, Jay, be quiet. I look at <laughs> where they're at right now. They're winning games, and there's no question. Tom Brady lit up the Miami Dolphins, which were a pretty good defense. But the, the, the Bucks are hurting on the defensive side of the ball. And their secondary is one of the biggest issues for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though they're winning, it, despite that, because of terrific time, I would say. But when you have those type of injuries continuing to mount up, now eventually they're going to get those guys back. And eventually they're going to rise in the rankings, I believe. But as of right now, if they had to play those teams that I had in front of them, I think that they would lose to those teams, the Arizona Cardinals, the, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, because of the back end of that defense. Even though they beat the Cowboys at the beginning of the year, they left the ball in Tom Brady's hands too long. That's something the key's been on is the back end of the defense pretty much all year and how it did not pick up where it left off last year, Jay. Well, you're trying to bring in Richard Sherman on the fly to handle a position, obviously, because you're depleted in, in your secondary. Look, it, the Eagles pose a, a fascinating challenge as well. I mean, considering the way Jalen Hurts can make so many plays with his feet and he is not afraid to let it fly. Obviously, they're coming off this big win. I think a momentum win for them versus the Panthers. And, and people are going to say, well, maybe the Panthers defense – isn't just what we think it is. I think the Panthers' defense is what we think it is, and they made some huge additions to that, obviously, with Stephon Gilmore and company. So the Eagles have a legitimate shot, and we talked about this key a multitude of times when we talk about the NFC East. You sit there, and we know what Dallas is. Obviously, the Giants have had a lot of injuries. We haven't seen them really hit their stride. But the Eagles have always been that one team where you're like, all right, like, yeah, they may be slated fourth at the beginning of the year, but it wouldn't surprise people if they finish second or third like they have well, that type of talent i i predicted remember i predicted the cowboys eagles one two in the division 
And that's looking like that that's the way it's shaping up, is that they could potentially be one, two. Well, I know the Cowboys are going to be one, and the Eagles are probably going to fight for that second spot within the division. And, and, and it doesn't look pretty and clean, right? The Eagles still kind of look a little new. They're trying to understand what it is that they need to do on the offensive side. They got a young head coach, a young quarterback, but that's okay. As long as they keep scrapping and fighting, and in the end they put these wins together, there's a, it's a long damn season to go. Seasons. This what is, do you think of Sirianni so part. far, Key? Like I remember looking I mean, it's at. Fine. Look, I remember there was there was there was a game. Was it last week? A week before? I saw something on like ESPN stats and info, right? Where where it was. Um, Eagles had zero play with motion at the snap tonight, right? They they there were there are things coming out about the Eagles the way they're going about their offense that makes you think maybe Hertz is not being put in the best position to succeed. Well, I think it, you know, with Sariani being a new head coach, a lot of people started to judge him, Max, based on his opening press conference, right? You know how that goes. It's like, oh, God, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, it's his first press conference. Leave the guy alone. And then the offense and a young quarterback. But I think Jalen Hurts is doing everything – that he needs to do to continue to grow at the position. Uh, you mentioned, Jay, the Carolina Panthers. They went out there and took care of business. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts looked good early in the season against the Atlanta Falcons, which is not murderous row-type team, but you still go on the road in your first start. You're young. You deliver. You do things. And then throughout the course of the season, he just continues to get better. And that's what you're going to see with young quarterbacks. Even if this is a throwaway year, it turns out to be that way, a throwaway year for the Philadelphia Eagles he will have grown at the position. I mean, he is, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, he is above and beyond Tua who took his spot at Alabama. He is in front of Tua. And and that says something, right? The growth is there, and his ability to continue to keep growing, we'll see about that. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, the biggest concern you have about your NFL team, be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, uh oh, you know what time it is. <clears throat> it's that time of morning. <clears throat> little, little, little frog, frog in my throat. throat every time, every, every day, every, like right around seven o'clock. All right, the, the cough button gets pressed so many times with you. Yeah, that's, that's true. Probably because you got too much hair on your face, and when you shave, it probably gets in your mouth. I admit, that, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> we can we can explore that. Doctor Pepper Twitter feed or call in line eight 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 say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation presented by Doctor Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Doctor Pepper, the one fans deserve. Okay. Here is a potential concern for the Bucks. Tom Brady has, a, you know, basically a sore thumb, right? Like, give or take, it's a sore thumb. Is it his throwing hand? Yes, it is. It's on his right hand. But here is the question. This is coming from the guy who predicted about five years ago that Tom oh, Brady gosh. was about to fall off a cliff in the Where's next 18 guy months. At? Are you doubling down? Well, Actually, if you think about it, Tom Brady, from the moment I made that prediction till now, if that's the only thing he ever did in his career, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So you're taking credit for Tom Brady rising to the occasion. Clearly. By the way, I was served as motivation. He was going at me on IG. All right, look. Tom Brady leads the NFL in pass attempts with 225 and completions. In pass attempts and completions and yards, by the way. 225 pass attempts. 149 completions. The next closest guys in the NFL, Herbert has 207 pass attempts. He's 20, what is he, two? Tom Brady's 44, he's double his age. Is Brady's usage 
a concern here? Is it a real concern or not, Keyshawn Johnson? No, not at all. Concern, like this isn't – he's not on a pitch count. This isn't baseball, right? It's not – I mean, this is who he is. It's, it's No, not at all. What I wouldn't even think twice about that, to be honest with you, Max. It's like, come on now, this dude – is a machine. It's avocado uh, lotion or whatever. No, he's using like avocado lotion to rub it in the joints or something like that. It's not. He's fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about his usage at all. This is how they're going to win football games. If you're worried about his usage now at 44, imagine what's going to happen when he turns 52 when he's still playing. Jr. Our producer Evan says that Tom Brady is like one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. It does seem that way, but well, I don't know. Bad thumb on his throwing hand. You know, you see, I, I would be concerned about your comment if his sack rate was higher, right? But his O line has kept him upright a lot, so I, I, that doesn't really bother me. I don't really, man. You know what I mean, Key? That doesn't like, and obviously they, there is a running game, but Tom Brady is different. And when he's upright, he's fine. So I'm, yes. I'm okay with that. That rate being a little listen high. to this. Think about listen. it. Think about. Think about. You said it's, he's upright, right? Think about some of these the older quarterbacks that had played. They couldn't get out of the way. Their lines were big terrible. Ben, they P, had to big retire, ben, right? Yeah, big. If Big Ben could just stand there and not have to move and just like imagine being at the amusement park. You know the little things you throw the football through the the net and all the stuff at the little. Just imagine. Yeah. Big Ben just being able to stand there, Tom Brady just being able to stand there and just throw the ball with no pressure, no nothing. That's what Tom Brady essentially is dealing with right now. I think no pressure. And the eyeball test says he looks comfortable, all those kind of things. But he is on pace for, get up had this, he is on pace for 5,654 passing yards uh, if it was 16 games. So, like, that's the base that we're used to. But in a 17-game season which is what, we're, what we have this year, he'd be on pace for over 6,000 passing yards. I don't know. I got to tell you Are you the saying truth. they can't win with him passing? No, no, no. What I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is, like he just said, it's not like baseball with a pitch count, but I have to imagine at a certain point the human body, especially given a certain age. Hey, Max, man, Max, 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 let me stop you. Max, let me stop you. Yes. I just want to stop you. Yeah. I, don't want you to, I don't want you to go all the way off the cliff again because – you was about to go there when you said, well, imagine. No, 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 don't do that. The save him from himself, says, Key. I, yes, I'm, I'm going to save at, him look, from himself. I'm not making a prediction. <laughs> I am asking a question. I just, That's what, what I'm doing. You, when you go home and you're thinking about these things, what makes yeah. you flirt with those type of takes on No, Tom nothing. I just, I just, what pops into my head when he was like bad thumb on his throwing hand. And then I wasn't, and so I was asked by someone in a production meeting, you know, do you think he's being overused? And I said, I don't think that's an issue. And then they were, and then someone mentioned, hey. And so I looked into it, and I was like, damn, he's leading the league in attempts and completions by a lot. He's leading the league in yards, and now he has a bad thumb, and he's 44 years old. Yeah, so I start to put two and two together. Yeah. You can do that. I'm not. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. But I'm asking with Tom Brady – you put two and two together, you have to make sure. Wait, is that four? Are we in base ten? Are we sure that's four? You're getting ready to win six more Super Bowls. Six more. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, Key says John Gruden will never coach in the NFL again. But that doesn't mean his career is over. We'll explain next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Paul Feinbaum joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Paul. Max, good morning to you. Thank you. There was a little delay there. I thought, Paul, icing me out? What did I do? <laughs> All right, Paul, Key said, uh, <laughs> Key said this on first take yesterday about John Gruden's uh, you know, coaching future. Said he's done in the NFL, but he could still coach again somewhere. This is key on first take. Oh, he'll never coach again. No. Not no. in the National Football League. Never. Now, if you ask me if some college to some certain region or something like that because they feel that certain way, they might in college, but in the pros, no. Yeah, hey, Paul. Do you think that there's potentially a region, a country, a, I mean, a, a, a county or a state or city that possibly would hire somebody like John Gruden and be okay with it? You know, a certain region, a certain powerful conference. Key, it's an interesting question. And even before I answer, I want to compliment you. I, I've never been prouder of, of the comments that you've, you have made all week about John Gruden than anything I've heard you do in your career. And you were spot on. And in terms of college football, and I know we all think of college football as a, as a sleazy entity, and in many ways it is. However, I don't think there is a single college in this country that would get near John Gruden he is unhirable anywhere, any place. Wow. Paul, yeah. can, don't I'm you, sorry. Don't, can I, I kind of disagree. Don't you think in time, Paul, do you think in a couple of years when you know how things blow over and things reset, you don't think there's one college that would say, you know what, this guy could provide a pop for us, we'll bring him in? I, I'm just people. I'm just asking. Yeah, listen, it, it, Jay, it's a great question because we've seen it all the time. But you know, many, most of the time that people get fired in college football come back, it, it involves personal indiscretions. Uh, I've sat and listened, as I'm sure some of you have, to coaches who have fallen and they apologize and they say their, their head wasn't right or they, their health wasn't good. They've asked for forgiveness and they've come back. And some of them, by the way, are, are very successful. John Gruden is is a completely different story because you know we 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 haven't heard him say anything yet other than a a a very disingenuous apology to the first set 
of allegations. But I don't know how he can undo this. And and I'm on college campuses every weekend. And as as much as there is a hunger to win, college presidents ultimately have to answer to a board of trustees. And, and I can't imagine. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not I don't think I, at this point in my career, I've, I've suddenly gone into a uh, naive shelter. Uh, I just can't imagine it happening, uh, considering how many how many facets of society that John Gruden has touched in just what we know now. Uh, and and we haven't heard anything other than a, a canned a canned statement that nobody no one in their right mind would believe. Uh, we haven't heard John Gruden address this. And and until that happens, I mean, I think this is even uh, this is a difficult question to answer. But I, but I feel pretty comfortable right now, even even on the sleaziest uh, street in college athletics, that an athletic director and a, a, a president w- could look at each other and, and, and sit up there with John Gruden, knowing how many, how many, uh, he, forget, forget how many facets of society. He's, a, he's, a, he's upset and he's offended every, every part of society. So I, I don't think you can walk this one back. I, I really Paul, don't. Paul, question, Paul and Jake, question for both of you. On John Gruden, would you allow your son to play for John Gruden at all whatsoever? Can he come into your house, Paul and Jay, and sit down and convince you your little Johnny Mm -hmm. and little Billy is going to be okay on our campus? Hell no. Go ahead, Paul. So it's an easy, it's easy, easy, it's easy. Not a chance. Not a chance. Listen, I... I didn't know him like you guys did. I, I met him a few times at events, and I mean, I always felt like, uh, you know, I always felt the slime coming you, you off felt, of his face you uh, on the, onto my coach. jacket. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, you know, it's really interesting that you mentioned that. Four years ago, Tennessee fans wanted John Gruden badly. They called them the groomers. That that, and I asked John about that one time uh, in an interview, and he laughed about it. the connection. Was he had been there many years ago? I think his wife had been a cheerleader or was, or was from that area. But, yeah, listen, I, every, every college campus is desperate right now, I mean, and, and, they've, and they've hired some losers. Uh, we all know that. But I just think he's done. Uh, and, Keyshawn, uh, college and pro football are different in many respects, and, and we know we can't coach in, in, in pro anymore for, for obvious reasons. But, but it, colleges are a little bit different, and for those who don't follow it like, like we do – uh, you could always get that outlier, the guy who says, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to hire Bobby Petrino. I don't care that he's lied and cheated uh, at the previous stop. I'll bring him in. And that's happened a couple of times. Uh, just ask Lamar Jackson. He played for him a couple of years ago. Um, but I, just, I think this is a completely different situation. Yeah. You have to show a, a – you, you have to be remorseful, and you also have to have you, – you have to be – there has to be at least one – ounce of of remorse in your body and i don't think john gruden has that paul if let's say hypothetically six months from now john gruden does a sit down with somebody shows contrition you know articulates the fact that hey look i I know that's shocking right shows contrition john gruden but uh saying that hey look this was a couple years ago i made some mistakes i thought i was having private conversations with friends (laughs) i said things that were not right they were not right uh, but I feel like I deserve a second chance. Do you think after time, knowing that he can win at the collegiate level, you still don't think even after a set of contrition that somebody would take a shot on him? 
It better be uh, the Oscar-winning performance of, of the century because I, 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 I don't even want to watch it. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I've done interviews like that before, Jay, and, when you, and I'm not going to go over every level because you've already talked about it for three days, but if you go over every level uh, and, every, and every aspect of life that he has offended, I can't imagine. Saying you're sorry doesn't do it. That's who he is. Uh, yeah. there, there's no mystery. That's, everybody makes mistakes. I, I'm listen. I'm I'm no better than anybody else. I can assure you. And I'm not giving a sermon here on a Thursday morning. And and I I think people do deserve a second chance for for making a mistake or or saying something uh, that maybe people misunderstood or maybe maybe they maybe you meant it and 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 feel remorse. But I. I I, I rarely give statements like this, uh, Keyshawn, and I think it's a fair question, but I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's possible. I, I, I do yeah. not think Paul, it's possible ask, for this I, man. I, I'm curious. Is it because, because when you mentioned he offended everybody, I think if someone says something offensive about black people, gay people, whoever it is, every, like, I'm offended. I don't have to be black or gay to be offended. You know, I, it's, it's, I think human beings, conscientious people with social could be offended. Is it that or is it that it's what Key said when Key said he's a bad person? It's a pattern of like the emails. It's not a one off. It's over an eight year period that speak to some identity that's 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 kind of intrinsic to who he is, not just, oh, he blew off some steam one time and said something he shouldn't have. Max, that's exactly it, because I mean, I have made idiotic comments uh, on, on, on this network before. And as I said them, I realized I shouldn't have. And, and I, I tried to deal with it. And we've all we all have. I mean, there's no way you can sit in front of a microphone and do what any of us do and, and, and not walk into it sometimes. But there's a difference between making an inappropriate comment or even making a ridiculous comment that offended people and, and, and being a bad person. This is a bad person. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably most surprised by all the people, not all the people, but some of the people who stood up and, and, and blatantly defended him early on uh, and, and gave all the usual cliches. And, and, and we know who they are because they were on national television over the weekend uh, because yeah, I, again, I didn't. I never worked with a guy. I just met him a couple of times. You, you know him, Key. You, the rest of you have been around him. Uh, this is who he is, and, and and that's not really a judgment. That that's that. I mean, he's got a resume now, and, and he cannot outrun what he has said and, and done. Uh, and you know. It's up to him. I really don't care what happens to him, but but I I wouldn't as as somebody who went to a college. I don't want him at my college. I can tell you that right now. Mm. Speaking of college, college football, big game this weekend: Kentucky in Georgia. <laughs> can uh, can Kentucky upset Georgia? Is there any chance? Yeah, I mean, who who would have predicted uh, at the midpoint of the season that I'm heading there tomorrow that Kentucky. And Georgia is the premier game of the weekend, but it is. Uh, I, I don't think so, Key. Uh, they are really tough. I mean, they're they're a physical football team, and they they manhandled LSU the other night. But I, I'm not sure manhandling LSU is is really going to get you very far in the college football conversation right now. That uh, the Ed Ogeron uh, story may be for another day, not too far in the near future. But, but he only he only won the national championship two years ago with with Joe Burrow. But but Kentucky, I just don't think can generate a lot of offense. Georgia's defense, key. If you haven't had a chance to watch them, I mean they are unbelievable. They are simply something to see. They don't need to score more than uh, ten or twelve points in a game uh, because their defense is not giving up anything. Paul, who's your top four right now? Do you have Alabama out? 
Uh, I do, and it, it's probably the weirdest top four ever because we don't really know very much, even though we're at the at the seven week mark. But but yeah, I, I think we have Georgia right now and, and everyone else, and I, and I think Iowa certainly uh, is in the number two position. And then you know, do you put Cincinnati in there? Do you put Oklahoma? Uh, Alabama would be uh, probably number five right now. I, I think the problem for Alabama. Uh, they, they're still a really good football team, and could they beat some of the teams in front of them? Probably. Uh, the, but the problem for Alabama is, is if they get to the end of the season unscathed, and they probably will, how are they going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game? And they are going to have to do that, uh, Jay. Well, there, there's, there's, no, there's no mulligans now for them. They've already blown it. Uh, and and I, at this point, now, uh, a couple of injuries here and there can change everyone's perspective. But right now, I don't see Alabama doing it. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, of course, is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up and fans are hyped. Crack open a nice cold Dr. Pepper, slap on a fresh coat of face paint, and return to glory with an all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Thank you, as always, Paul. Uh, Paul Lee. All right, Paul. The biggest concern the head of the NFL Players Union has when it comes to the Washington football team investigation, that is after SportsCenter. <laughs> Kyrie Irving said Wednesday he didn't want to lose salary or a chance to compete for a championship with the Nets, but was doing, quote, what's best for me by refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Irving took to Instagram to defend himself a day after the Nets decided that Irving wouldn't be with the team because he isn't eligible to play in home games. I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things. And don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, (laughs) you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate. Diana Taurasi scored 18 of her 20 points after halftime, including eight in overtime to help the Phoenix Mercury to a 91-86 win over the Chicago Sky on Wednesday night's game uh, two of the WNBA Finals. Brittany Griner tied her playoff career high with 29 points as the Mercury even the series at one. Game three is Friday in Chicago and can be seen on ESPN2 at 9 p.m. Eastern. And the two best teams in baseball during the regular season meet for one game to decide who moves on to the NLCS. The Dodgers will send lefty Julio Urias to the mound while the Giants match with 24-year-old right-hander Logan Webb. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. I'll be talking about these stories and more on This Just In today at 2 p.m. on ESPN. SportsCenter brought to you by Goodyear. College football is heating up. And Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us Goodyear more driven. Bomani Jones had Demaris Smith, the executive director of the NFLPA, on the right time with Bomani Jones' podcast yesterday. We're going to hear what D. Smith had to say, but first, good morning, Bomani. Morning, man. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? What's up, Bo? Hey, man. You know, a little early, but I rock with (laughs) y'all. That's it. So um, here's what DeMar Smith had to say yesterday when asked what concerns him uh, that will come out of the investigation into the Washington football franchise. What I'm interested in is, is there correspondence that suggests that teams are making decisions about coaches 
based on the color of their skin? Are they actively hostile to players who have chosen to self-identify in various ways? Are they denigrating, um, uh, you know, people based on um, sexual preference or, or, or religious identity? Bomani, what's your overall takeaway from your conversation with uh, D. Smith? Well, I thought first, I'm curious to talk to all kinds of people about like, you know, so what else do you think are in the emails? Because no matter who you are, no matter what your cause, no matter what your agenda, after you saw what Gruden said, and you know, there's 650,000 emails, you're like, yo, I wonder if there's something about me. Like, I have so many like little things about that team and big, bigger, larger questions where I'm like, huh, I wonder um, if there's an email about that one. The trick bag for this, though, is that, and I thought about this when he said it, and I asked him during the interview, I was like, you would like for those emails to be released? Is that simply a request? And he said, yes, because they don't have any power to necessarily compel this. Like, they can just ask, like, hey, we sure would like to see these emails in the NFL. I obviously has no incentive to distribute what they have out to people, but I think they played themselves and trying to get John Gruden out. And I would still love to know exactly why it is that they chose to destroy him and try to get him out. They exposed everybody that they had this and they're willing to put it out. So now people are going to be out there asking for them to put it out. And that's not going to be good for them. Bro, that's what I've been saying the whole time. I, that was the first thing I said when all this stuff came out about John Gruden. It's a, what is the NFL it feels like they're trying to hide something about the bigger conversation, considering that this was originally an investigation into the Washington football team. Yeah, see, I don't think they're necessarily I – don't, I don't think they're trying to show everybody what's going on with the Washington football team, but I don't even necessarily think they're trying to hide it because they've had this stuff and none of us thought about it. Like, there's so much chaotic news in the world that moves that I had forgotten this investigation had been done and that there had already been the $10 million fine and the Dan Snyder didn't have day-to-day control of the team. Like, I'd already forgotten – about all of those things, and that's what gets us here. But they appear to have chosen to weaponize that in order to move out John Gruden. And Gruden, I'm good with him being gone, but I am very curious who woke up and decided that today was his day. And and, and for what reason, right? Like, why John Gruden? Why was it – because, Bomani, your calculation here is very interesting. The amount of shine they're giving this investigation now and the over 600,000 emails, it, what, no one was thinking about it. So what was the impetus? Why the, why the urgency to move Gruden out? I, I do not get it. I will not get it. Although I will say they provided a blueprint for anybody else they decide to do this to. Like once they put out the first email, hey, man, just go ahead and quit right then. There's more. Just you wait. Bomani, how, how do we turn the corner now, though, right? I mean, everybody's looking for the NFL for answers. I got some, I got some questions of my own that I want to know, but I'm sure I'll never get them. So how do we move on from this? How do we turn the corner? Oh, man, I don't really think that we or anybody else get to make a decision on this one. I don't think this corner is getting turned for quite a while. Um, I would not be surprised if we see more things come out of this because apparently – um, with the L.A. Times having their hands on emails from a different lawsuit and now the push from the former cheerleaders who are suing, this could very easily be the beginning of a scandal. Like, I don't think that this is going to be a matter of we get around, we get another week of football game, and then everything goes away. I don't see this. Um, I also imagine that there are a lot of people at wherever the places are that have this information. There's always somebody with their own agenda who wants somebody else 
uh, to wind up going down. Like I try to tell people when everything happened with George Floyd and all of this last summer, what we learned is that younger people who worked at offices were the ones who were pushing a lot of this stuff. And they can very often be the ones who get their hands on things and then put them out because they don't feel like the company they work for represents the values that they claim that they did in the first place. I would not be surprised if little by little, day by day, week after week, we find out more and more and more about what's in that trove of emails because there's just too much stuff that's potentially there for people, I think, just to quit and walk away. Bamani Jones, host of The Right Time with Bamani Jones, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. What do you think this says about the, where the NFL is overall right now and, and when it comes to these type of major issues that we have in just diversity, just LBGT community, just everything that we deal with on a daily basis? So I think, and I know I felt this way definitely about 20 years ago, probably more about 10 years ago, where we could look at a lot of things that happened in this country with regards to race and everything else. And I don't want to say that those things wound up happening by accident, but you hear a lot of people that say it's the race, not class thing. And I had believed for a significant stretch of time that white people weren't really talking about us and like thinking about us like that when we weren't around. They were too busy doing other stuff. Clearly, they're not. Clearly, clearly, these things are not just things that happen lately or accidentally for a lot of people. A lot of these things are at the top of their minds, and that's what moves and motivates the decisions that they wind up making. Like you could try to separate this email chain with these two CEOs and with Bruce Allen, the brother of a senator, the son of a Hall of Fame coach, and with John Gruden. You could just try to act like that's this joke and it doesn't affect anything else they do, but that becomes borderline impossible. And so what you're seeing is that this league and the power structure of it that has stayed so white and stayed so male, when you do that, it gets built in that people can just sit around and talk like this and these kinds of things they reinforce themselves and it really becomes like a, a mantra and company motto for the place that you work. Mm-hmm. When these things, when people just feel like they can just sit around on the company email, Oh, stupid Bruce Allen messed it up for everybody just by not putting it on Gmail. But these guys knew that he was doing the same thing. And so what I think, what I think you fundamentally going to learn about this is this is the attitude that undergirds a lot of what a bunch of these teams actually do. And it's not just, oh, man, we just, you know, we're just out here looking for the best person, da, da, da. No, man, these are who these people appear to be. Somebody has hired them knowing that these are these people because I see no reason why Bruce Allen had to hide who he was around the office. This is who they are, and that means this is what this league is. Yeah, you want to know why Mike Mayock says Carl Nassib is a community of one as an openly gay player? Well, this is the culture in which he is existing, and that's among the power structure, the people who decide on jobs. Bomani, excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks for hopping on with us this early in the morning. Appreciate you, Go back to sleep. All right, you guys be good. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. 
Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Time for Real or Not Real. Everyone's, everyone's talking about the Chiefs issues after losing three of their last four, so we found uh, concern for a bunch of contenders. We're going to play Real or Not Real, Evan. Do the honors. Yeah, Real or Not Real is brought to you by Trico. Trico has been the future of wipers since 1917, keeping you a, st- a step ahead of Mother Nature. Visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. Let's get going. Let's start with the Chiefs' concerns. Is Patrick Mahomes trying to do too much? Is that real or not real, Key? Real, but I don't blame Patrick Mahomes because the defense is horrible, yes. and he believes that he needs to figure out how to get it done on the offensive side of the ball for them. You know, and, and look, he's thrown six interceptions this year. In 15 games a year ago, he had six interceptions. So I understand, I get it, but you got to slow things down and just take it the easy way. Look, when it's a shootout every single night and your defense is giving up a ton of points playing that soft coverage, right, that limit – the home run balls that Mahomes is able to thrive upon, of course he's going to have to do a lot, Key. He has to do a lot. He's, he's making up so much ground for the horrific defense. Like that, that's real, but I agree with the Key. That's on the Chiefs. That's not on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't think it is real. I think that, that he's gotten away with a few in the past, and that's sometimes the luck cuts the other way. They haven't had a lot of downfield opportunities but I think the O-line needs to gel and the defense needs to play better. Spagnuolo's defense usually does. And I think this is all going to work itself out. They're about to go on a big winning streak. You can play along on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's the biggest concern you have for your NFL team? Key the Bucks secondary. Is that concern real or not real? Not real. And the reason it's not real is because the help will come. They're just sitting around waiting for the help to get healthy. You can look at it a couple different ways. You can say it's real right now, but the reason I say it's not real is because they're winning football games, and I think Tom Brady knows that the secondary is struggling right now, and they will come back and be ready to go on a strong push toward the end of the season and into the playoffs. You see, I'll say not real just because I think Tom loves this kind of stuff, right? Somebody were to ask you, hey, how's your hand feel? Like, oh, I feel fine. But you know what? I'm going to tell everybody, ah, oh, my thumb's a little sore. It feels something. It feels like he's been in the injury report his entire career because he wants to play into that. Oh, he's not 100%. He, you know, he's not going to be able to do the things he's going to be able to do. Time will be fine. I'm saying real. Keyshawn uh, Johnson's been on here since after week one saying, oh, look at the secondary. I'm just telling everybody the defense again, isn't the same. Now, that doesn't mean the Bucs ain't going to win. It's just there's no perfect team. There's a weakness on every team. This is a weakness for the Bucs. Yeah, right right now, but it, it's not real because I'm looking toward the end of the season. I know that they can win enough games with Tom Brady at quarterback. I'm not going against him at all whatsoever. 
And then once they get these guys back, they're going to be right there with the Dallas Cowboys, right there with Arizona, right there with the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. Speaking of Arizona, is the Cardinals' air raid offense a real or not real concern down the stretch? (laughs) (laughs) Real or not real concern down the stretch? I'd say, is it real or not real for them or somebody else? Them. It's real. I'd say it's a real offense. They've decided to implement the running game and make it more portable. They didn't have that before. For whatever reason, Cliff Kingsbury decided in the offseason to take a self-scouting look and say, you know what, we need to run the ball better so we can have a better opportunity late in the year. As you get into the final stretches, making playoff runs and trying to get into the playoffs and making it to the playoffs, you've got to be able to run the damn ball. You wind up in places like a Green Bay or a Chicago, for instance, in a playoff game, and you can't run, you're going to be in trouble when you can't run the football at all. Now this offense is a little more portable. It can tra- Portable means it can travel anywhere. So the concern is not real. Got it. Jay? Yeah, the concern is not real. As long as Kyler Murray stays healthy, obviously they add the addition of running the ball. Rondell Moore helps, another deep threat. But Kyler Murray staying healthy, this team was off to a 5-0 and start last year before they went off a cliff, right, to a degree, for them to be 8-8. Eight and eight. His health will dictate how high they can go. And that's why I'm going to say it is a real concern because his health was affected because he like once his shoulder got hurt, they stopped running him so much. He's a little guy. And Key, you're right, they're running the ball, but the most effective runner they have is Kyler Murray. Like by far. When he's running the ball, it's impossible. Which which you would think increases the likelihood of injury. So that's what the concern is for me, just injury of okay. Kyler Murray. All right, real or not real is See, this I got a that real... all wrong, but whatever. We got it you, happens. Key. I got we the last pick one you up. Right. Next no, play, next play. Let's go. Here we go. Next play. Real or not real is Baker Mayfield's inability to win late games a real or a not real concern for the Cleveland Browns, Key? I think it's a real concern for the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, he's got to do a better job down the stretch at closing out games in delivering the football to the right guy. The right guy is OBJ. I don't know anybody else you want to throw the football to in crunch time situations other than number 13. If you cannot find number 13, then you are blind. Yeah, I agree with you, Key. It's real. Last year, that's what we talked about, right? When OBJ went out saying, okay, he's not fixated on OBJ anymore. He can actually go through his progressions. But now since OBJ is back in, you find him being fixated on him, but still doesn't find him in those big moments. I think he can do it, but as of right now, that's real. I, from what I've seen so far, it's a real concern, and it goes back to even last year. They have no chemistry. Like, this is not – he's not – Baker Mayfield's not blind. He and Odell have no chemistry. The Browns would be wise to trade Odell – to get and and get another receiver, I, like you need chemistry with by far your best receiver. They don't have it. That's real or not real. You can play along. What's the biggest concern you have about your NFL team? Hit us up on the Dr Pepper call in line and Twitter feed. Much more on Keyshawn J Will and Max ESPN Radio. Heading to ESPN News on TV. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Max the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Ready?
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.